We are still in the midst of The Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at chapter 8. We left off with Pilgrim going up the hill of difficulty. He is told by two people running back down the hill to run for his life because there are lions up ahead. And ha ha ha, they weren't lying because there were indeed lions up ahead. I know, I had to get the bad pun in there. Come on. So it's almost dark. He can see the lions. There's one on either side of the path. And he's thinking, oh my goodness, how in the world am I supposed to get between these two without dying? They're going to eat me. Now Bunyan wanted us to understand that the lions had a symbolic meaning, like pretty much everything else in the book. The lions represented tyranny by the state, one lion, and religious tyranny by the state-sponsored church, the other lion. So we have two lions who are trying to stop pilgrims, or Christians who are not part of the Church of England, from proceeding any further. They want them to remain in the Church of England. However, as Christian is thinking about what do I do, Another character called Watchful, who represents a pastor, says, you can come through. The lions are actually chained up. They can't harm you so long as you stay right on the path. I don't know about you, but I'd still be thinking pretty hard about, am I going to get any closer to these lions? Even if he tells me they're chained up. But Christian does proceed, and he does make it through between the lions, safe and sound. He gets up and meets with Watchful. He's called Watchful because he's supposed to be watching out for Christians and pilgrims who are making their way through. And that is one of the jobs of a pastor, is to be watching out for his flock, protecting them and seeking what's best for them and leading them forward, even through kind of scary times. Watchful leads Christian the rest of the way, not very far, to House Beautiful. House Beautiful symbolizes the church. It is a place of rest and refreshment and spiritual growth and just basically an ideal church. All of the good things that you should be finding in the church body are at House Beautiful. Christian begins his time there by having a conversation with one of the daughters of the house and her name is Discretion. When he answers her question satisfactorily, She calls her sisters, Prudence, Piety, and Charity, to come and also talk to him. They invite him in, and as they're waiting for dinner to be prepared, they're asking him all kinds of questions about his journey up to this point. What is it that makes you want so much to go to Mount Zion? Christian responds, he wants to see alive the one who had hung dead on the cross where he passed previously and lost his burden. He knows that there's no death there and he wants to dwell with such company as he likes best and he will die no more and he will worship God. And then they ask him, well, what about your family? That is indeed Christian's sore spot. He begins to weep and says, oh, how much he would really like to have had his family come they ask him, well, didn't you try to show them about the danger there? Well, of course I did. I showed them every way I could, but they wouldn't listen to me. Did you pray to God that he would bless your witnessing to them? Well, of course I did, but they still wouldn't listen to me. 
Did you talk to them about your own fear about destruction? Well, of course I did. But the problem is that his wife and children did not want to leave the world in the delights of their youth, the delights of what they were experiencing in the world. They didn't want to give it up. So they put Christian in the position where he had to go by himself. Were you living a lifestyle that put them off in some way? You gave being a Christian a bad name. Well, yeah, maybe some things I did weren't the best. But I tried really hard to be a good witness to them. We see here Christian's crying about how upset he is that he's had to leave his family behind. We know, even though it's not really been mentioned up to this point, it is a very sore spot for him, and he desperately wishes his family would have come with him. As a little aside here, Bunyan went through a very similar conversation when he was trying to join the church in Bedford. He had several of the church elders who exemplified these qualities, discretion, prudence, piety, charity. Those were the perfect qualities of a leader. And they were asking Bunyan all about his own walk with God. And where did he start from? Where is he now? They weren't so much concerned, do you have the right theology? Because you can teach that. What they were more concerned about is, is he showing growth in his character? Is he showing that he's becoming more like God and having the fruit of the Spirit in his life? And that's what the ladies are trying to do here with Christian. They're trying to poke at, have you actually been growing in your walk with Christ? After a wonderful dinner, which represents communion, because if you note on page 68, as they're eating, they're talking about all that God had done for them and that he did it by shedding a great deal of blood. So it's not just a meal they're having there, it's communion that they're sharing. Christian is taken up to a nice room, he goes to sleep. This time sleeping is okay. It's not like at the harbor where sleeping was a bad thing, now this was good sleep. It's time for him to rest and get refreshed. In the morning, rather than Christian moving on, the ladies start to show him some of the amazing things that are at House Beautiful, starting with the study. In the study, they first show him the genealogy of Jesus, showing that he is indeed the Son of God. Then they show him all kinds of deeds that were done by Jesus himself and by Jesus's followers. All of that took up an entire day. So the next day, rather than Christian moving on, they took him into the armory. Now, what guy in particular doesn't want to go to the armory and check out all of the suits of armor and the cool weapons that they have there? They show him all of these suits of armor that God has prepared for his followers because he knows they are going to need special armor, which we see in Ephesians 6. They also show him weapons that have been used in the Bible by our heroes of the faith, such as David's sling that he used with the rocks, obviously, to kill Goliath. Jael's spikes that she used to hammer into the head of Sisera, the opposing general, and to kill him. And the jawbone that Samson used to kill a bunch of Philistines. 
weapons like that they are showing to him and telling him the stories about. Again, so much there, it takes up another entire day. Then they agree that if he'll wait yet another day, they will take him to a point where they can show him what he's going to be encountering in the future. They can show him way off in the distance the delightful mountains in Emmanuel's land. Now this is also a bit of foreshadowing, because remember, Bunyan is not at all subtle, so we know at some point Christian is going to get to the delightful mountains in Emmanuel's land. Their beautiful place is filled with fruit and beauty and grace and a much better time than what he's been experiencing so far. So he has that to look forward to. Before they let him set out for these areas, they take him back to the armory and get him suited up. So he leaves House Beautiful with his own set of armor. The ladies also decide they're going to accompany him back down the hill of difficulty. This is on the other side, because it's difficult in a slippery slope, especially if you're wearing this new armor that you're not too sure about. As Christian and the ladies set out from House Beautiful, they pass by watchmen. Christian asks if he has seen anybody else go by. Yes, he has seen another man go by, and his name is Faithful. Christian gets excited about this because Faithful is actually from the city of destruction. Christian knows that he is a good man and that he would probably make a good companion for his journey, so he's hoping he's going to be able to catch up with Faithful. As you can probably guess, this is another bit of foreshadowing. They get him safely down the hill, and they give him some wine and some bread and some raisins and send him on his way. One last note in this chapter. Notice that the ladies are very powerful people. In the 1600s, generally women were second-class citizens and they were expected to just be quiet and subservient to the men and to take care of the household. Yet these ladies are clearly wise and intelligent, so they have knowledge as well as wisdom. They're tough cookies as well because they're willing to go with Christian back down that steep hill, and they've also suited him up with armor. So they're helping him on his journey in a very tangible and tough way. How many ladies you know are just going to say, come with me to the armory, let's get you suited up. Bunyan here is just showing us that all pilgrims, men and women, have a role to play and that women are as valuable as men here, which is a bit of a different viewpoint from the common view during his time period. Stay tuned and we'll find out what's going on next. He has entered the Valley of Humiliation. Just by that name, you kind of know, not going to be a fun trip here. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of America's Godly Heritage. I hope you have a great day. Bye. If you would like to help support America's Godly Heritage or to view the resources used to make this podcast, just go to patreon.com or vimeo.com and type America's godly heritage in the search box. You can also make financial donations at givesendgo.com. Again, 
just type America's Godly Heritage in the search box. We really appreciate your support. Thanks again. Bye. Thank you.